I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. There is a science to achieving impossible goals. And in fact, in this video, I'm going to share with you, I'm about to share my screen and share a recording of a conversation I had with Dr. Alan Bernard. Dr. Alan Bernard is one of the top researchers in the world on a theory called constraint theory, which is a business theory that teaches organizations, businesses, and also people how to make the best decisions and also how to identify the greatest constraint or bottleneck. And one of the things that Dr. Bernard has studied for the last 20 years is how to achieve impossible goals. And I actually referenced uh, Dr. Alan Bernard's work in this book, 10X is Easier Than 2X, my third book with Dan Sullivan. And so in this video, in this quick YouTube video, I'm going to firstly share my screen and show you a conversation between me and Dr. Alan Bernard. I'm just going to show you his response to my question. My question, which I asked, is essentially how do you identify the few things, the few strategies, results, few things that have the biggest upside. If you understand the 80-20 rule, it's how do you identify the few things, the 20% of things that have the biggest upside. And so I'm going to show you Dr. Bernard's response. And then for the rest of this video, I'm going to talk to you about the art of, of achieving impossible goals and how you can use this as a skill. You can pursue big impossible goals for your long-term future, but also you could compress it and get good at the skill of achieving impossible short-term goals. For example, achieving something that you believe to be impossible before the end of 2023. I'm filming this video in August of 2023. So what would be your view of what's impossible before the end of 2023? And you could even compress it down to what's impossible before the end of August or, or even what's impossible before the end of this week or what's impossible today. And so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen, show Dr. Alan Bernard's response, and then I'm going to break this down and give you some principles on how you can start pursuing the impossible and start evolving and how to start achieving things from a more future-oriented perspective. So let's go ahead and go into this. I'm going to share my screen now. How do you go out and find those most effective ways now that you're more open to them? Well, setting the goal to be so ambitious that your mind thinks it's impossible is necessary but not sufficient, right? What creates a sufficiency is asking your mind the right question. And that's what took me a long, long time to figure out until that one opportunity I had when I said, okay, this goal is impossible. You think this goal is impossible, right? And the guy said, yes. And I said, it's impossible unless. So you have to ask yourself that question or a similar type of question to get you to now think about it. Because when we say it's impossible, it's kind of like a protection mechanism, right? We're protecting ourselves from disappointment or for putting in hard work and then being disappointed. So essentially what happens as soon as we tell ourselves or somebody else that something is impossible, we stop thinking about it. We don't even think so we stop. We stop problem solving it. Exactly. Whereas if you ask yourself, it's impossible unless you're forcing your mind to go into go back to problem solving mode. Now it says, okay, it's un, it's impossible unless well unless we, we can get on Oprah, unless I get Tony Robbins to promote a book, unless I I get MIT to put it as part of their curriculum, and they have 150 registered 150,000 registered students. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and stop it right there and just break this down again. One of the things that Dr. Bernard just talked about was is that 
if we believe something is impossible, we don't even really entertain it. And we also emotionally resist it. And if you emotionally resist something, obviously you're not going to create it in your life. But also if you don't think about it, there's a great model that says you have to first go from thinking to feeling to knowing. You have to get to a place of knowing. And that level of knowing relates to belief, expectation. And there's a lot of psychological literature about belief and expectation. There's even a great book on this subject called The Expectation Effect. A lot of research shows that what you expect typically happens in the form of a self-fulfilling prophecy. The first stage is actually thinking about it. If you believe something is impossible, you won't even really entertain it. You won't think about it and you'll emotionally resist it. Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. And so the first step is to think about it. And again, this fits with a lot of the research on future self that a lot of people don't even spend much time imagining their future self. But also most people, when they're thinking about their future, they actually take the present and push it onto the future. They're letting the present determine their views of the future rather than, as Albert Einstein would say, imagination is more important than knowledge. And also one other important point about this is, is that impossible should relate to something you truly want, but you don't believe it's possible, so you don't even entertain it. Therefore, you think about the things that are possible. And the reason you think that things are certainly possible is because you're basing them on the past or the present, not based on imagination. So now, boiling this down, going back to Dr. Alan Bernard's perspective, and now making this super practical for you, first off, impossible is simply a perspective. If you actually look at your life right now, and you rewound, chances are your life and certain things you've achieved at one point or another in your past, you thought that certain things were impossible that now you actually have just normalized. But also, there's certain things that you think are impossible that other people don't think is impossible. So impossible in a lot of ways is just a frame of reference. So now let's make this super practical. It is powerful to go for something that is impossible. And I would argue if you're not pursuing something that you believe is impossible, then you are genuinely living from the past or the present, but you're not living from imagination and you're not living from a desired future. So to Dr. Alan Bernard's point, impossible goals are actually easier. And he didn't actually reference this, but I, I broke down his insights on this. When you make the goal really high, when you make the goal seemingly impossible, then you ask his question, this would be impossible unless. If you ask yourself that question, unless what? Then you open yourself to the potential strategies or situations that would make that seemingly impossible thing possible. And that would then invite you to pursue those few things that really matter. That's what gets you into the 80-20, where you let go of the 80% of things that don't matter and you pursue the few things, the vital few things that have the highest upside. And that's one of the things that Dr. Bernard talks about in the case of high quality decision making is you want to make the goal so high that it seems impossible because once it seems impossible, then you'll stop operating from your past assumptions and you'll start opening yourself up to new and potential avenues, strategies, paths. You'll also begin to be willing to pursue the few things that have the highest upside. And that's really what you want to do is rather than spending all of your time on a few things that maybe move the needle an inch, you want to do the few things that move the needle a mile because that's being effective. It is really useful to go for something that is impossible. I would also say from the perspective of faith, if you're a person of faith, that all things are possible with God. And if you start actually thinking about it, there's a great concept in psychology called selective attention. Selective attention means whatever you focus on expands. Whatever you think about, you're creating. I love the quote from Dan Sullivan. He said, your eyes can only see and your ears can only hear what your brain is looking for. What you want to do is you want to think about that impossible goal. Say it could be, I would challenge you to have an impossible goal no more than two years out. So something you genuinely believe is impossible, like ridiculously impossible, and start to entertain it because you have to actually start thinking about it and that, that's what fits with the research on future self is, is that most people just don't even think about it. Before you can get to the level of feeling and starting to feel emotionally accepting of it and grateful for it, and then ultimately getting to the place of knowing and expectation, 
and then operating from that future, you got to start thinking about it. You want to start thinking about it more and more. And so you want to actually choose that impossible target. This is also a really important point when it comes to making quantum leaps. And there's a great book on this subject called The Three Laws of Performance. And that whole idea is, is that we all have what's called the default future. We all have a default future in our mind, which is the future that our, our brain most predicts. It's the one that our brain most expects because our brain is a prediction machine. And what it most predicts and what it most expects is largely based on your perception and your language. And so in the book, The Three Laws of Performance, they just talk about this idea of we all have a default future, which is the future we most expect. And back to the idea of expectancy theory and the idea of the expectancy effect, what you expect often happens in the form of a self-fulfilling prophecy because that's what you're looking for, because that's what you see, because that's what you're ultimately generating. You're creating that reality, whatever you focus on expands. So when you choose a higher goal, this is how you make quantum leaps. Set a much higher goal, a seemingly impossible goal, that then gets you to operate from the future and you start thinking about and breaking down and ultimately reverse engineering that impossible goal. That allows you to start operating from the future rather than from the past. I would heavily challenge you to start going for an impossible goal, but also you can start mastering the skill of impossible by setting what you believe to be impossible goals for shorter timelines. So for example, right now it is August of 2023. And so you could ask yourself, what would be some impossible goal that you'd like to achieve by the end of the year? And you have to actually ask yourself, do you believe this to be impossible? Even you could go down one level and like highly improbable, radically improbable, but certainly it's nice to pop it to the impossible level because then you could ask Dr. Bernard's question, which is impossible and less. And then you can start identifying that 20% of things, the 20% of activity strategies, results that have the highest upside. And this is one of the things that Dr. Bernard talks about when it comes to learning is, is that learning is, it really comes down to three things that you stop doing the wrong things. You start doing the right things, but then you ultimately start doing the right things in the right way. So this comes down to deliberate practice, taking feedback. So rather than spending your time doing things that ultimately are creating no results or even taking you backwards, that would be the 80%. You start doing the right things. But a lot of times people do the right things, but in the wrong way. They're doing the right things, but they're distracted. They're not in the right mindset. They're not in a flow state. So you want to ultimately spend more and more time doing those few things, those 20% of activities that have the highest upside, but you want to spend more time doing the right things in the right way. And that's really what learning is. Those things that have the highest upside and then weeding out the the many things that don't matter, just focusing on the vital few that have that. And so my challenge for you in this video is to master the skill of impossible. And you can start doing that on a daily basis. You could ask yourself, what would I believe to be impossible today that would have the biggest impact on my 10X future self? And then you could start pursuing that. And if you actually start thinking about it and maybe even journaling about it and then pursuing it, you can get to the place of thinking to feeling to knowing where you can start getting better and better expecting seemingly impossible things to happen. You can start having that expectancy effect. You can start creating situations and opportunities that you didn't think were possible. And you can then ultimately master that as a skill so that you can normalize it so that you can start creating things that ultimately you, you get to the point where you, you have a much higher level of faith and a much higher level of belief and a much higher level of confidence where you can start pursuing bigger and bigger things and then mastering the skill of going from thinking to feeling to knowing and ultimately becoming comfortable. One thing that's really great about this, and this will be my last thought here, is, is that once you get to thinking, feeling, knowing, and you have high expectation, high belief, and by the way, these, these factors are really important. There's a great book by Richard Koch. It's called Unreasonable Success. And he talks about, in that book, he breaks down people who have achieved ridiculous things, like Leonardo da Vinci, the Apostle Paul, Steve Jobs, Marie Curie, like people who changed the world, Einstein. And these people all developed that, like, basically extreme level of self-belief, but also what Kosh would call Olympian expectation, which is just expectation of incredible things to happen. 
And a lot of that comes from what he calls transformational or peak experiences. In neuroscience, there's a concept called qualia. Qualia is the idea of an experience. We all have experiences. You're listening to this or watching this as an experience. Eating an apple is an experience. And basically what neuroscience is showing us is that qualia or experiences, certain types of qualia lead to other types of experiences, similar experiences. And so this is the idea of having peak experiences is when you start achieving things that you didn't think were possible, that builds confidence, which then leads to more and more of the same. You can start to expect and create more and more things that are in that vein. So my invitation to you is to ask yourself, what is the impossible thing that you would like to achieve? And then you could ask Bernard's question, impossible and less, and then start uh, testing impossible because this is a skill that you can develop and get good at. And it's also it also allows you to start operating more from imagination, but also more from effective strategies rather than operating from the past. Rather than operating from your previous assumptions and experiences, you can start operating from imagination and then high quality results, high quality strategies such as the 20%. And then you can ultimately apply Bernard's framework of getting to the place of learning where you weed out the 80% of things that don't matter, those things that you shouldn't be doing ultimately or that are not effective. And you can start doing more and more of the right things in the right way that have the biggest upside. And that is what we would call learning. And so I invite you to master this skill. And even on a weekly basis, go for something that's impossible. Even on a daily basis, if you want to, go for something that's impossible. And then you can start to build those transformational experiences, which then create a virtuous cycle of positive expectancy. And then you can start to maybe, in Richard Koch's words, achieve unrealistic or unreasonable success. This is something that I'm seeking to pursue. And I invite you to do the same. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I wanted to let you know that this is my new book. It's actually not my new one, but it just came out on paperback, Be Your Future Self Now. And this book breaks down the science of how to operate as your future self, how to live from imagination and operate from your future self rather than operating from the past and the present, which is how most people go about it. This is a great book. Please grab it. The paperback just came out. There's a blurb on the front by Tony Robbins saying that Benjamin Hardy has laid out the groundwork and science so that you can not only know your future self intimately, but also you can transform your life. Have an amazing day. Talk to you soon.